Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. We're just glad to have you. My name is Cody Fair, and I would like to welcome you to the first ever episode of Radio Elevate, and we're so glad to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're a youth ministry out of Jonesboro, Tennessee, and Cross Point Church. Uh, with the coronavirus that's been happening lately, we have to come up with creative ways to spread the Word of God. And what better way in the 21st century than to do it through a podcast? And we are so glad to have you, and we're so glad that you can join us today wherever you are in your car, uh, maybe at work, maybe going on a jog, wherever you are. We are so glad to have you. And the first thing that we're going to do this week is we're going to get into a little bit of worship. And what better way to start some worship than with a guy named Chris Tomlin and his song, Our God.
virus has taken the nation and the world by storm, but it's important that during this time, we remember the one true God that is sovereign in control of everything. And even during the tough times and through this storm, we praise God. And here's Casting Crowns with a song about that called Praise You With This Storm.
all the craziness going on right now and with the potential of several new students or lessons, I think that it's important that we briefly recap what we've been going on and what we've been studying during our Best Year Ever series. Uh, we're in week four right now, so I, I want to go over quickly kind of what we've talked about the last three weeks. And first, we want to talk about Joseph. And this whole series been about us following the life of Joseph and all the lessons that we can learn when it comes to Joseph's life. And Joseph was his father's favorites. Now, his brothers, maybe somewhat rightfully so, were very jealous of Joseph. Uh, their father had even made Joseph a robe as a special gift, and Joseph had two separate dreams, both of which he interpreted that he would be a ruler over his brothers and his father and the rest of his family. And during this lesson, we learn not to brag about our blessings, and we learned a lot about humility and what we should do with our blessings. In our second lesson, we learned about how Joseph's brothers had planned to kill him. They, they changed course after they saw some slave traders coming by and decided instead of, to, instead of killing Joseph, maybe they should sell his brother into slavery after throwing him into a well. During this lesson, we learned about how setbacks and how we can deal with bad things in our life that come through these setbacks. We learn about how we stay faithful to God even when things are not looking great at the moment. And then the coronavirus started to take its toll over the country and we had to cancel a meeting. So while going through a digital paper format the next week for Lesson 3, uh, which is the series is still available online, and I urge you to go read it if you hadn't done so yet. But in that lesson, we learned how Joseph was a servant in a household where he was given all the trust to run that household. His master's wife had a bit of a crush on him and started to do some heavy flirting. Her advances were not very subtle, and Joseph refused, causing her to come up with a plan that ended him being thrown into prison. And during this lesson, we learned a lot about temptation and how the devil is the master over temptation, making things look good. Again, this lesson's available to read with a survey attached at www.tinyurl.com slash elevatemarch222020. That's www.tinyurl.com slash elevatemarch22020. That leads us to where we are in today's lesson in the premiere episode of Radio Elevate. Now that you're all caught up with what Elevate's been discussing this semester, let's dive into the next couple of chapters of Genesis and the next couple of chapters in Joseph's life as we start going through Genesis chapter 41 through 23, and we're going to do that right after this break. Hi, everyone. Greg Dobler here, lead pastor for Cross Point Church in Jonesboro, the home of Elevate Youth Ministry. And I sure hope you're enjoying this week's edition of Radio Elevate as much as I am. I'd love to invite you to join the Facebook group Elevate Unlocked. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, there is an open discussion about that day's Unlocked devotional. Now, Elevate is in no way affiliated with Unlocked Ministry, but we're brothers in Christ and we uh, 
we want the same thing and we cooperate and coordinate with each other to worship God together. So the Unlock devotionals are available in your Google Play Store for Android or in the iTunes Store for Apple. And it's completely free. Or you can visit the website www.unlock.org www.unlocked.org to hear their devotional as well. Each devotional is approximately three to five minutes and it really does help you set your day in motion towards God. And then afterwards, head on over to the discussion on Facebook and give your thoughts and your experiences or comments about that day's devotional. Again, just search for Elevate Unlocked and let's unlock the kingdom of God together. Hey, and tell them Pop sent you. We're going to start off in Genesis chapter 40, and let's go ahead and listen to God's Word together. Chapter 40 Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended him. Pharaoh became very angry with these officials, and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of Potiphar, the captain of the guide. They remained in prison for quite some time, and Potiphar assigned Joseph to take care of them. One night the cupbearer and the baker each had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. The next morning Joseph noticed the dejected look on their faces. Why do you look so worried today, he asked. And they replied, We both had dreams last night, but there is no one here to tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Tell me what you saw. The cupbearer told his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a vine in front of me. It had three branches that began to bud and blossom, and soon there were clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand, so I took the grapes and squeezed the juice into it. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. I know what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches mean three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will take you out of prison and return you to your position as his chief cupbearer. And please, have some pity on me when you are back in his favor. Mention me to Pharaoh and ask him to let me out of here. I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in jail, but I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief baker saw that the first dream had such a good meaning, he told his dream to Joseph, too. In my dream, he said, there were three baskets of pastries on my head. In the top basket were all kinds of bakery goods for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them. I'll tell you what it means, Joseph told him. The three baskets mean three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will cut off your head and impale your body on a pole. Then birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, and he gave a banquet for all his officials and household staff. He sent for his chief cupbearer and chief baker, and they were brought to him from the prison. 
He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position. But he sentenced the chief baker to be impaled on a pole, just as Joseph had predicted. Pharaoh's cupbearer, however, promptly forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. I can only imagine the scene here in this prison after Joseph delivers his interpretation of these dreams. Pharaoh's birthday is only three days away, and Joseph gives the master cupbearer some great news. In today's terms, it's almost like he's saying, Hey man, this will all be over in a couple days, and you'll be right back where you were before. And when the master baker asked Joseph to interpret his dreams, you know that after hearing the positive outcome for the cupbearer, he's got to be excited and most likely is expecting much of the same reading. Then Joseph comes down with the hammer and says, well, you're going to be impaled and eaten by birds in three days. And then I imagine that all the air in the room got sucked out immediately after Joseph gave his interpretation. However, do not lose that in verse 8, Joseph tells his fellow prisoners that interpreting dreams is God's business. And the first lesson point that I want to bring up on that is that it is up to us as believers to do God's business. If we go back one chapter in Genesis, we'll see that God remained with Joseph even while he was in prison. This allowed Joseph to gain favor with the warden, and Joseph was acting more like an employee of the prison than a prisoner of the prison. It was this designation that allowed Joseph to be in the position to be with the master baker and the cupbearer. It was up to Joseph to do God's work in this moment for these two prisoners. You see, God's will during this time really gives us an insight about why we need to remain patient even during our tough times. Make no mistake about this. I'm positive that Joseph did not want to be a prisoner, but he also did want to fulfill God's will. Therefore, he found it necessary to do God's work while he was still in prison. Joseph already was aware that he had the ability to interpret God's dreams as he'd interpreted his own dreams just a couple of years prior to this event. Let this show us two major points about being patient. The first point is that God is working even during our tougher times. He's working even when we're climbing to the ultimate good realization that he has for us. The people we meet with during this time is not by chance, and it is up to us to minister to these people and share our gifts, our experiences, our talents, our whatever we have with them. And two is that we work on God's time. Time's not important to God. To God, Time's not even a thing because there is no beginning to it and there is no end to it. Therefore, time is irrelevant. This is something that I'm sure Joseph struggled with while he was in prison. When he interpreted the dreams for the other two prisoners, it's revealed that their destiny is only three days away. Joseph even pleads with the master cupbearer in verse 14 when he says, And please remember me, and do me a favor, when things go well for you, mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. Joseph had been waiting a lot longer for the realization of his dreams, while the prisoner's dreams were going to be realized in three days. 
Joseph had to be getting anxious for his dreams to be fulfilled. However, he had to remain patient until his time would come. As we move a little further in the story, we're going to go into Genesis chapter 41, verses 1 through 36, and we're going to do that right after this break. Hey folks, I hope you're enjoying this week's edition of Radio Elevate. I want to invite you to join us at our regular worship at our digital campus at www.cpoint.cc. Every Sunday morning, we're going to have a digital worship service that you can join by either Facebook Live or again, head on over to our website. And you can join us for worship and a lesson from Greg every single week during this time that we're in quarantine over the coronavirus. Again, that's www.cpoint.cc at 10 o'clock. And we'll hope to see you at Crosspoint's digital campus. Just a little patience as we're going to move on in our lessons in Genesis. We're going to go on to Genesis chapter 41, verses 1 through 36. Chapter 41 Two years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. In his dream, seven fat, healthy-looking cows suddenly came up out of the river and began grazing along its bank. Then seven other cows came up from the river, but these were very ugly and gaunt. These cows went over and stood beside the fat cows. Then the thin, ugly cows ate the fat ones. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up. Soon he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain on one stalk with every kernel well-formed and plump. Then suddenly seven more heads appeared on the stalk, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. And these thin heads swallowed up the seven plump, well-formed heads. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. The next morning, as he thought about it, Pharaoh became very concerned as to what the dreams might mean. So he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt and told them about his dreams, but not one of them could suggest what they meant. Then the king's cupbearer spoke up. Today I have been reminded of my failure, he said. Some time ago you were angry with the chief baker and me, and you imprisoned us in the palace of the captain of the guard. One night the chief baker and I each had a dream, and each dream had a meaning. We told the dreams to a young Hebrew man who was a servant of the captain of the guard. He told us what each of our dreams meant, and everything happened just as he said it would. I was restored to my position as cupbearer, and the chief baker was executed and impaled on a pole. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once, and he was brought hastily from the dungeon. After a quick shave and change of clothes, he went in and stood in Pharaoh's presence. I had a dream last night, Pharaoh told him. And none of these men can tell me what it means. But I have heard that you can interpret dreams, and that is why I have called for you. It is beyond my power to do this, 
Joseph replied. But God will tell you what it means and will set you at ease. So Pharaoh told him the dream. I was standing on the bank of the Nile River, he said. Suddenly seven fat, healthy-looking cows came up out of the river and began grazing along its bank. But then seven other cows came up from the river. They were very thin and gaunt. In fact, I've never seen such ugly animals in all the land of Egypt. These thin, ugly cows ate up the seven fat ones that had come out of the river first. But afterward, they were still as ugly and gaunt as before. Then I woke up. A little later, I had another dream. This time, there were seven heads of grain on one stalk, and all seven heads were plump and full. And out of the same stalk came seven withered heads shriveled by the east wind. And the withered heads swallowed up the plump ones. I told these dreams to my magicians, but not one of them could tell me what they mean. Both dreams mean the same thing, Joseph told Pharaoh. God was telling you what he is about to do. The seven fat cows and the seven plump heads of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. The seven thin, ugly cows and the seven withered heads of grain represent seven years of famine. This will happen just as I have described it, for God has shown you what he is about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land of Egypt. But afterward, there will be seven years of famine so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten and wiped out. Famine will destroy the land. This famine will be so terrible that even the memory of the good years will be erased. As for having the dream twice, it means that the matter has been decreed by God and that he will make these events happen soon. My suggestion is that you find the wisest man in Egypt and put him in charge of a nationwide program. Let Pharaoh appoint officials over the land and let them collect one-fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food and grain of these good years into the royal storehouses and store it away so there will be food in the cities. That way, there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come. Otherwise, disaster will surely strike the land, and all the people will die. Remember, our central theme here is that of patience. Now the dreams are hitting Pharaoh himself. Verse 8 says, The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams, so he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told, him, told them his dreams, not one of them could tell him what they meant. This verse really struck out to me when I was preparing the lesson today. I couldn't really get the thought of a magician out of my head, so I had to do a little bit of research on what a magician actually was. And at first, I really wanted to liken a magician to a modern-day psychic. I really wanted to imagine Pharaoh watching TV late at night and hearing something like Miss Cleo say, Call me now. However, after I was counseling with our lead pastor, he educated me on a magician being more like something of an occult. Now, I don't want to get too far down a rabbit hole here, but... A better translation for our purposes would be that of an astrologer and somebody that reads astrological signs. Both of these comparisons reminded me of one simple fact. 
That is, we are so impatient about our future that we will look to things of this world and nature to tell us what our future holds. The catch to this is, is that there is nothing in this world that can tell us what our future holds. Psychics, astrologers, magicians, all of these do not have the power to tell our future. They're the hoax. They're no more real than a Jedi and the Force. As awesome as it would be if the Force was real, it's just not. Uh, the absolute only thing that knows what is to come of our life is God. And that is because he has a plan for us that he wants us to fulfill. We do not even know the plan just yet. The only reason that Joseph was able to interpret these dreams and know his future is because God allowed him to do so. No cards, no signs, no crystal ball, no Jedi mind tricks. Just God and God only. See, God uses Joseph's story here to demonstrate something else about patience. And that is, the good you do may initially be forgotten in excitement, but eventually will be realized so that God is honored. Initially, the cupbearer forgot Joseph's plea to him when he asked him to mention Pharaoh that he is a prisoner. It takes two years and Pharaoh to have some vivid dreams for the cupbearer to go, oh yeah, I know a guy. However, we don't know what would have happened if Joseph would have been let out of prison prior to Pharaoh's dreams. There's endless possibilities as to where he could have ended up. He could have left Egypt for another land. He could have lost his faith in God and let temptation towards sin get the best of him. He could have even died during this time. We could speculate all day because none of that happened. What did happen is that God kept Joseph where he needed to be when he needed to be there so that he could fulfill the ultimate future that God had for him. All that it required from Joseph was patience to sit back and know that God was working. I urge you to remember that the next time that you're in a situation like Joseph was in the pit or as he was in prison. Be patient because God is putting you in this situation for a reason and that is to ultimately glorify him. God never promised us that it would be easy. He did not promise us that it would always be fun. He did though promise us that it would work out in the end. Today, we're going to finish our scripture reading by looking at Genesis chapter 41, verse 37 through 44. And it says, Joseph made the ruler of Egypt. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court, and all the people will take order from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen, clothing, and hung a golden chain around his neck. Then he had Joseph ride the chariot reserved for his second in command. And wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, Kneel down. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all of Egypt. And Pharaoh said to him, 
I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Man, what a turnaround for Joseph. He had gone from a hated brother to a slave to a servant to a prisoner and now to the second of command in Egypt with full faith and backing from the Pharaoh. The signet ring placed on Joseph's finger was a ring that placed honor and status upon him. I imagine that when he puts on the fine linens this time, he flashes back to the robe his father gave him years prior, and he learned from that experience. And then this time, he'll be more humble and responsible for the position he now has. The last major theme that we can learn from this scripture about patience is that patience is a learned trait. Patience originates from trust. It requires a provider, and in this case, in every case, we must put our trust in the ultimate provider, which is God. God never promised us, promised us that he would not test our faith throughout our life. He will test us. Remember that setbacks we experience in our life are the ultimate test of our patience. So I ask you today, what are the areas of your life that you need patience in? Do you need patience in school? Do you need patience in a relationship? Do you need patience in a job? We'd like to pray for you. Go to our Facebook page, Elevate You, and send us a prayer request, and we would love to pray for you for whatever you're facing right now. You know, Joseph remained faithful through all the trials he experienced in his journey to be in the second command of Egypt. Remember to be faithful to God even during the setbacks, the trials, and the hard times that you experience. Today, I'm reminded of patience as a lot of us are quarantined due to this coronavirus. There's a lesson that God is teaching us here. He may very well be teaching us patience now and teaching us to turn towards Him so that we can reach God's ultimate plan. Everybody, I truly hope that you have enjoyed this first premiere edition of Radio Elevate. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I really hope you've enjoyed our time together studying God's Word. I can't wait to be back here next week so that we can continue our series on having the best year ever as we continue down the road of Genesis and the story of Joseph. Thank you so much for joining us. My name's Cody Fair. I'm the youth minister at Cross Point Church in Elevate in Jonesboro, Tennessee. And I thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you right here 